We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, The place to up-level that sexy life of yours. With expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. This episode is a brief sex share that I am endearingly calling a quickie where I'm dropping some dope-ass knowledge to get you back in the game. So today's quickie, we are going to be talking about the important factors to consider when you're stepping into or contemplating a friends with benefits or a lover who is a friend or a homemate. Somebody told told me it's called a homemate. I don't know. I I don't know if that one's going to stick. But before we get to that, my new book, Sex of Yoga, is now out on Amazon. Yay! Yes, I'm a doctor and an expert on these three topics, and I'm also an artist born and raised. I've found that art, like music, poetry, painting, can all be really powerful ways to portray and connect with our inner experience and emotions. A more pleasurable and validating way to live connected with these more complex human experiences. So I've brought my epic academic brain in connection with my deep feeling heart to put this book out to you. Sex Love Yoga takes you on a journey to clarify the patterns, the thoughts, the fears, the excitements that all rule our decision-making process in life, sex, and love. Want to get your hands on a copy? Link is in the bio. Thanks for tuning in, for subscribing, and leaving me an epic, unforgettable review on iTunes and Spotify. My goal here is to help you to eat, play, and sex so much better. And if you haven't already, head over to sexloveyoga.com to grab my free Central Sundays guide and read more about how you can help discover a little more sexual liberation in your life. Because we can all use a little more of that in this world. All right, so let's talk about friends that we bang. (laughs) But really, we live in a hookup culture. And I know you've heard that term so many times. And I hear it oftentimes on the news as a derogatory term or something that's not so positive. But let's take a moment to define that so that we're all on the same page. Because the word hookups in and of itself is ambiguous. It can mean a whole wide variety of things from kissing to making out to heavy petting to any other part of the spectrum of brief uncommitted sexual activity between consenting individuals who are not romantic partners or dating each other. Hookup culture is a sex-positive culture that celebrates sex as a standalone act without having to be committed or even moving towards a committed relationship. Some of my best sexual experiences have been with people that we had no intention of partnership Now, some of this might have been born from this 
primal sense inside of me, this desire to transform my relationship around sexuality in my body. I mean, I think I was 23, 22 when I decided I wanted to be a sex therapist and I had never even had sex. So I'm pretty sure that started this trajectory of me wanting to dive in and explore and figure everything out. And I would also say that my exploration in sex positive communities like the BDSM community, the neo-tantric community, and the swingers communities of being able to see how other people both engage sexually with other people that they're not going to be in a relationship with and also celebrate other people doing the same. So me getting these reference points of, oh, you know, love isn't a zero-sum game and neither is sex. And and being able to reprogram the that in my mind has been really powerful. So if this is something that you're curious about, you know, definitely do some research on on these topics. I have multiple podcasts around, you know, relationships and non-traditional relationships and poly and open. And I think that's where we start, right? And you don't have to go all the way that far down the down, down the rabbit hole. You can also have powerful sexual experiences with your friends. <laughs> Now I look around at my friend circles and there's a bit of a blur of categories. <laughs> okay, more than just a bit of a blur, but my friends have become my lovers and my lovers have become my friends. And it's been a beautiful dynamic shift from one to a lover to a friend to watching them blossom in a committed relationship and us becoming friends again and then sometimes they stay in that partnership and sometimes that ends and sometimes we dance back into the lovership and sometimes we don't and what's made these not only just sustainable but thriving relationships friendships loverships I'm still kind of grappling with the terms but it's because that each of these individuals, including myself, are sovereign and independent humans with our own full lives. And we're not seeking the other to fill a void or to save another or to cling on and, and, and be the solution to our loneliness. You know, we are all honest and we are vulnerable in our communication. We all have this shared value of self-development and learning about ourselves and being raw and vulnerable and open and, and bringing these tough, tough topics to, to the table to, to uh, work through. You know, we see our relationships as a container, and I'm going to speak for everybody, but I know <laughs> You know these humans, um, but we see relating as these epic opportunities and containers for personal evolution and 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 change. Um, you know we can be changed by these subtle fires of love and of of sex to change a person. And we recognize that the dynamic nature of being a human who flows, who changes, who is available for more and is available for less, who has other obligations, who has other priorities, who has openness and curiosity, it, it, it all flows. But through all of this is love. Love and non-attachment to the need for a friend to be anything other than themselves to their fullest and reach their fulfillment, whatever that looks like. Is this wild? Yes, 
<laughs> is this emotionally confusing? Sometimes. <laughs> Liberating? Totally. Slutty? Absolutely. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way. I feel like the world right now is moving through its own sexual awakening. And a lot of this was a catalyst during the pandemic times, during the lockdown chapter of the pandemic times, where we are all in our own space and, and all of our parts were coming up and, and we were practicing more dating online, <laughs> more sexting online and, and, and uh, orgies online. <laughs> And what I'm hearing over and over again is, is people having these talks about sex parties or orgies or, or reaching out to me wanting to explore around uh, their relationships with women, which is telling me people are waking up to these conversations. I mean, what CDC probably opened the eyes of so many people when they put that in their in their. Um, and their directions around the the lockdown <laughs> about sex parties in the rules i think uh that piqued people's interest they're like wait what this is happening this is real this isn't just a unicorn story that we hear <laughs> about sex parties they really happen and yes they do check out my podcast episode the sex party survival guide for a little more info <laughs> but back to this idea of friends with benefits or sex with our friends or friends who are lovers. You might have seen some of those movies, those Hollywood movies like Friends with Benefits or No Strings Attached. And I don't think that that is the most helpful nor conscious way of moving about Friends with Benefits, especially because both of these movies are romantic comedies and both of them, the people end up falling in love with each other. And that's not necessarily the case. And I believe that there is a way that we can hold our hearts through this experience and hold each other's hearts through this experience in the most kind and compassionate and consciously connected way. So I'm going to, in this quickie, I'm going to give you some questions to help guide you. The first quality that's so important to the success of this, this dynamic is honesty. We have to be open and we have to be honest about what we desire, about how much time we actually have available to offer and who else we may also be seeing too. Is one or both of the people in a committed relationship already? Is someone in an open relationship? Is someone seeking love? Like this requires us to really sit with our own selves, to get into our own energy and, and figure out what it is that's going on inside of us. If you have a therapist, if you have a coach, brilliant. I sing praises for my own profession. And with that still said, <laughs> some therapists will have their own bias around open relating or relating with other people with non-commitment. So just keep that in mind. And also be honest with yourself and and journal and and ask yourself these questions and and be aware that there isn't any answer that's necessarily the right answer quote unquote or the wrong answer quote unquote like don't listen to that bullshit people will be like uh, you have to go into it with the right reasons there isn't such a thing and and you can argue with me on that but i think the important part is that you go into it with conscious awareness you know yeah 
Maybe hooking up with your friends is a solution for you, a very clever solution to, to meet your, your feelings of aloneness or your desires to want to uh, experience another human body with yours. I don't think that that is something that we get to blame or shame or make wrong. But what makes this different and what makes this more successful is when you do communicate from the place of, I know that this is in my field and I'm consciously aware of it and I'm holding it and it may not be socially desirable, but I am letting that be present and seen and talked about versus when we're hiding these parts of ourselves or when we are bypassing them or we're denying that they're there, how much more dangerous they become. I don't th believe that, <laughs> that these types of relationships are going to be healthy if, if we are going into it for wanting to overpower somebody, wanting to manipulate somebody, wanting to, um, you know, hurt somebody. And I don't think that somebody who is engaging <laughs> in these would be listening to my podcast. So <laughs> let's just take the time be honest with ourselves, be honest with the other person. Uh, honesty also lends to the ability to have agency in a, in a dynamic. And agency is another very, very important uh, value to have in the success of these relationships. Making sure that you both feel empowered and have a sense of agency in deciding for yourself whether this is a yes, whether this is a no, whether this is something that we lead up to. There's no coercion, there's no hidden agenda, to manipulate them into a committed relationship. There's, and that's where I'm, I'm going in with the honesty. Everything is discussed. There is space to talk about these things. If you notice that the other person wants to take things off the table, not have these conversations, not, not uh, be willing to hold the vulnerability of emotions that can come up with this, uh, then get the fuck out. This is not a person to have these types of relationships. This person doesn't even have the honor of getting to spend time with your body in that way. So you just got some rich information from them and then we get to move on. <laughs> or we get to get curious uh, if they're willing to. Yeah, they're not willing to go there. Get out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Find somebody else. All right, next question is to explore what does sex mean for the both of you? Does, is sex a stress reliever? Is it an expression of closeness? Is it exploration and experimentation? Are you both on the same page here around what sex means? That helps you to identify again, rich information. Are we, are we both able to... Uh, dance in that? Or do we have two opposing ideas of what this means? I have many people who tell me that sex means committed relationship or sex means that we're in a, in a moving towards a partnership that I'm not going to open my body in that way unless we're moving in that direction. If one of you is, is that person who holds that belief, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But then we get to the question of, is this going to be a right fit for me or for us? Because the alchemy of the two of you also will make a difference here too. Next, we want to make sure that we both have consent. Both people are a yes to stepping into this and they aren't self-sacrificing what they actually want. 
we may not be a full fuck yes when we approach approach this conversation. And I want you to know that that's okay. I believe that the full fuck yes or it's a no is a bullshit strategy to enroll people into believing or doing something that you want them to do or signing up for their coaching program. And I believe that we all have a process. We all have a human process, of course, because we have hesitations. We have fears. We have uncertainties. We need clarity. And that's okay. Be real with that. Be real that there can be a process here. Maybe we have start the conversation and then maybe we bring it up like a few months later and let that be okay and let that be a part of the process. Let us spend the time to sit with, to question ourselves and with the other person. And there may be moments where we do have desires for a deeper relationship, whether with this friend or with another person, uh, entirely different. (laughs) And it's not that these loverships don't work because no one is feeling them. They work because we are honest about them and vulnerable in owning them. And we are real with ourselves with how we are feeling towards them, uh, towards these, these feelings, towards these thoughts, towards these beliefs, rather than Again, suppressing, denying, hiding, and pretending like we're totally perfect and fine and this is great and I'm such an evolved lover to not have jealousy issues. No. (laughs) I, anytime somebody tells me that they're not a jealous person, that is a red flag in my mind. We all have jealousy. It is a part of the human condition. And when we can recognize that, then we can get in touch with the nuances of how jealousy arises and the, the times where it shows up as a little tiny twinge and the time it shows up as a raging monster. And when we can mm, uh, acknowledge that and accept that in ourselves, there's something that we can do about it. But when we say, I'm not a jealous person, then you are disconnecting from the nuance and you're not realizing where it actually is present. And that's actually dangerous. So be aware of that. And it's okay that it comes up. Next. Why are each of you wanting to step into this? What are your desires around stepping into this lovership, friend slash lovership? What do you both want to experience emotionally, physically, um, maybe play-wise, maybe experience along your sexual exploration, kinky, um, sexual, G-spot orgasms, full body energetic orgasms, tantric divinity (laughs) reaching I don't know um what do you want to gain from this experience I love leading decisions with the influence of desire like what do we desire and that I feel balances out these decisions that can be based more in logic because sometimes like we do a lot of things that are logical and this one definitely isn't one of them. Um, But we do so many things based out of logic, but is that necessarily connected with our heart? And then how, how, how much energy or how much attention do we want to put into the times when it does hit rough spots? You know, if it's not connected to our heart, we're a lot less likely to stick with it through the tough times. And so make sure that this is something you desire. And what do you want to desire? What do you want to feel in it? What do you want to experience? And then what are your boundaries around friends with benefits slash loverships? (laughs) What are you not available for? 
What do you not want to desire? What do you not want to desire? That didn't make any sense. What do you not want? (laughs) Is this honored by both of you? Is this something that can be negotiated? We want a win-win situation. We don't want to win-lose. So this isn't moving into a conversation around how can I win and they lose, or if they want this thing, then that means I have to sacrifice myself to give them that. No, 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 no. This is a win-win. So we move towards that. Where can we negotiate? Where can we shift? Maybe it's uncomfortable, but it's not self-sacrificing. How do you both feel about PDA, public displays of affection? Some people love the shit out of this, you know, and they love making out with their friends in front of other friends. I love doing that. Other people don't. (laughs) Some people want to keep this more of a private experience um, between them and their friends, and that's okay too. But you can't have, and that can be negotiated. That can be found a place where um, maybe you feel comfortable. Maybe you feel comfortable with uh, cuddling in front of friends and, and, and feeling the erotic energy exchange between you two, but you're not open to kissing or you're not open to making out, you know, like that is the spectrum of negotiation. Asking questions around uh, other friends knowing or witnessing, you know, who can know, who, who feels good that we can know, let know that this is the type of relationship that we're exploring. Is there, is this type of relationship we're exploring, is this solely for certain situations, events, or scenarios like sex parties or in your own bedroom or on vacations or in nature, under a tree, when it's super gorgeous out in Ibiza? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But that would also help to set a boundary or a container for the both of you to know what the edges are. Also having conversations around whether this is something that we want to be just superficial and sexual, or maybe this is something that we want to be more intimate and deep. Personally, with all of my lovers, there's an element of depth and intimacy and and shared emotional uh, experiences. Like I personally love to hear about my lovers' love lives. I want to hear about who they're dating. I want to hear about their forays and about their, you know, who their lovers are and who they're they're experiencing and what they're experiencing and what they're learning in their love life. Like that is so exciting for me. It's not going to be exciting for everyone. (laughs) And so asking yourself, what are you available for? What are your limits? And asking the other person, having them sit with that same question. You know, do how much do we want to know about other people in our lives, and and does it feel good? Is it scary? If it's scary, what are the what are the the parts in our side of ourselves that are saying it's scary? What does that part of us perceive about the situation? That's important. Have conversations about, you know, are you both on a trajectory towards partnership, you know, looking for your partnership? And that would also be a contributing factor to this shared dynamic. You know, if one person is looking for their their you know, husband or wife or, or whoever, their partner, and the other person isn't, you know, is that a deal breaker for you? Or how do you feel about knowing that you are engaging sexually, maybe emotionally exploring with this other, with this friend and they are dating for, to find somebody to marry? 
and that's not you. How would you feel about that? Uh, and maybe with some people that feels good, and maybe with some of these people, you actually want a partnership with them. And it's not that you want a lovership, but you want a partnership with them. And that's okay. And I say that because sometimes loverships do turn into relationships. I don't fall along the the belief that if you enter into a friend with benefits or a love relationship or like a sexual relationship with somebody that it can't possibly go that way because sometimes it does. And you have to be vulnerable and honest about your emotions or your changes in feelings towards the other person because then you can re re address these conversations, the boundaries, the desires that you had and decide whether it's still a good fit or whether you it's time to evolve it into something more or what that could look like for the both of you. But it needs to happen. I also believe you both need to talk about how you both feel about the potential of love feelings before this comes up. <laughs> How do you feel about love being there? I totally fall in love with not all of my friends. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I do. Um, but there is a deep, deep love there. I totally love them. And there's not an attachment or a desire for a partnership. So that's important to delineate that way, when you say, I love you on the phone, nobody gets all weird and, and, and freeze. <laughs> we talk about what does love mean for us? What does that feel like for you? Can love be here without it meaning that we're going to get married <laughs> or move that direction? Boundaries around time is critical for these types of relating to. Uh, how many times or frequency is ideal? And what's the boundary for you if you have one? Uh, is it maybe once a month we do this? Or every time the both of you are in the same town? Or maybe we can do this three times max and then never again. Like that's gonna be different for everyone, but also really, really important to know so that you both have the same expectations around what you're doing. And then if that changes, you again, come forward and have that conversation. <laughs> and then finally, keep this going as long as it's fun. But when it's run its course or when it's lost its novelty or it's lost its fun, then let it transition and let it transition with careful, kind, loving communication. I've had some that just faded because both of us knew that we were dating other people and we wanted a partnership. And, and while it was hot and heavy at the beginning, we also realized that we didn't have a whole lot in common and that's okay. You know, we can still be friends and recognizing that that part of our relationship is complete. That's important so that we don't drag these things on. Like how many times do we want to protect the other person's feelings? We don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want to disappoint them. We don't want to blah, 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 blah. And so we'll keep things going well far longer than they need to. No, no, no. This relationship, if you want it to succeed, can't have that. If you're scared, say it. 
friends with benefits, loverships with your friends. This isn't for everyone. So please don't pressure yourself into being in one when it's not true in your own body. Or it's not true in your own body right now because that can change months, years from now. But don't try to be in a place that you aren't. Your needs are important. Your desires for love and relationship and sexual fulfillment are important. And we don't need to self-sacrifice ourselves in order to receive love and affection from another. It's not sustainable. It's going to be really painful. And these can be really fucking amazing and expansive and empowering <laughs> and slutty and, and all the, the epic, amazing things. Now, I'll be real honest with you. I have been hearing podcasts. People send me articles. I hear therapists and, and bless their heart <laughs> who say therapists and coaches who say that this type of relating doesn't work. It's not healthy. It's, you know, just trying to fill a void or it's trying to, you're trying to earn your worth and whatever. And, and sure, that's very possible, but there's also the potential that this can be insanely liberating too. I don't subscribe to this idea that there's only one style of relationship that works. I subscribe to discernment and developing the inner wisdom to identify what works and is what is true for you. I'm still trying to come up with a better term to call a friend who is a lover and emotionally, intimately, spiritually connected, <laughs> but not in a committed partnership or just a hookup. If you have any suggestions, write them in your slutty review for my show on iTunes or on Spotify. <laughs> I think that will go over very well. <laughs> so I hope that this has inspired you not only to to expand your definition around relationships, around love, around who you can have sex with. <laughs> but I hope that this, these topics of conversation can really up-level all of your relationships, even your partnerships. So that's my quickie that turned into not being so quick. <laughs> Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe and head over to eatplaysex.com to connect with me and grab my sexy guides. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, keep it sexy.